Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. And that's why I don't ride motorcycles anymore. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. How has uh, how 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 are things? Things have been things so things have been a bit um, up and down for me. I would say in the last week or so, I did have the oh, flu, yeah? the whole entire flu. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just uh, essentially kicked it uh, today. Went went back to work today. Congrats. Um, did not go yesterday and President's Day we had off and I was I yeah. left work a little early on Friday feeling a little bit crummy and I went and did the karaoke show and made my way through it. You know, um um stage health is a thing. It is. Um so I fully enjoyed my stage health on Friday night. Yeah, um the the thing that we did last Wednesday, I was kind of in the same boat. I, I could feel it coming on and I, I literally said to the guys um as I was packing up, I was like you know, if we did this gig tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. And uh, woke up the next day, and sure enough, my voice was just gone, and yeah. I was just coughing my head off. Yeah. Well, um, Saturday I was in kind of rough shape, and then Sunday I had an afternoon gig at Pig Pounder uh, with Cold Iron Ray, and um, yes, had to cancel that. Now, are you normally a flu shot guy? Or? I am normally a flu shot guy, and I had it this year. And um, oh no, um, I you know, so sometimes they miss what the flu is going to be. They do. And, it's not as effective as uh, as it could be, but um, I've I've also heard people say you might get the flu, but not as bad if you get the flu shot. Which to me that that doesn't jive with my understanding of how vaccines work. But yeah, um, but I am not a scientist, so yeah. I, I the reason I ask is you know I mean whether you take take them or don't that's that's your call. But like I I have heard a fair amount of people who did get them and still got sick. Yes. So yes, this year kind of yes. interesting. Yes. Yes. Hopefully it's not coronavirus, you know. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I, but, uh, so far so good. But, I was, I'm, I'm I mean, left I, with. I went to a Mexican restaurant this uh, this this evening, but I did not partake. You know, I had a PBR, so no Would coronavirus. It, for yeah, me. yeah. At least you didn't go to a Chinese restaurant. Ooh, but I'm Chinese. Too soon. Um, uh, too so- yeah, just way too soon. Um, still happening, actually, literally still happening. Not too soon. Not right? not even in the middle of it. Not even done enough to begin to start the timer toward not too soon. Oh man, yeah, yeah we're I'm the worst. You. I'm with you. The other thing, uh, of course, is that now that I've had the illness and been over it, I'm going to have the lingering cough for the next three months. Yeah. So that's a thing. I will say that you know you're kind of giving me like a bit of a like a raspy energy over the mic, and I'm I'm not hating it. Hey, well, that's how I roll. Yeah, there's just a little, you know, it just sounds like you've got a little more experience. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like those, I'm like those old shoes you love. Yeah, maybe. No. All right. (laughs) I'm like that. I'm like that bag that you carried to class in college. No. No. I'm like that girl you met. 
Oh, no, no, no. In the back of the bar that night. <laughs> old old experience is not the, the <sighs> that's not the way to go, I don't think. Th- this isn't that Garth Brooks song. Look, to each his or her own, my friend. I think, I think yeah, apparently uh, so. you know, Garth, Garth may have been onto something. So, um, the, uh, the mini sods were, uh, were a fun little experiment. It was, I, it was uh, good. I thoroughly enjoyed your, uh, talk about leverage. Thank you. And, I and how you kind of, go ahead, sorry. You kind of hit the where opportunity meets uh, opportunism kind of moment. Totally. <laughs> totally. And uh, that paid off in dividends yep. to you guys. Yep. And I will tell you, it was um, it was great hearing the band and getting to meet members only and all the other things that they are. Yep. Uh, yeah. Really fun. Yeah. I wish the, um, the audio had turned out a little bit better, but we were of limited means um, and time. So uh, also well, I think it was fine. Well. It, was, it sounded like we were in the room with you. I think, I think it was yes. fine. I had no problem with it. You most certainly were. Well, yeah. So um, I have something I wanted to kind of dig into about that gig, and I know that you have a couple things to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, what uh, what what stuff have you got coming up? Do you have anything going on right now? Boy, or? do I. So um, I <laughs> I was confused about my calendar. I thought that we had a, a Wednesday duo show um, tonight. Here we are, Wednesday the 19th right now as we record. Right. I, I was confused on my calendar. That was actually next week, which is really great because it would have been close for me to be singing tonight. Um, yeah. But we actually have a two-header with the band. I got a new venue on Friday night and then back at Big Pounder on Saturday. And then um, and then that one that was, I thought was tonight, is actually next week. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff going on. Cool. So let's see. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we haven't really had a chance to, to catch up. So um, last Monday, uh, I had an opportunity. Um, our buddy uh, Jeff, a friend of the pod from The Riot, mm-hmm. he runs a, a media company of sorts. He does uh, video production and that kind of thing. And um, last week, he rented out a venue basically all day long and was like, if you want promo material, come and get it. So um, last Monday, I and um, Mike and Nathan, the guys who you met uh, in last week's episode, yep. uh, went up there and did a trio promo video. Hmm. Um, we haven't gotten the footage or the audio back yet, but um, it was a lot of fun and um, you know knocked it all out. I just got to get the footage and, and cut it up. Another thing that I did while I was there is I did uh, some solo acoustic promo, just me and a guitar. Um, so I can use that. Both of those can go on the... Um, the website while I'm saving up for like a professional, like full studio production um, for all of the bands, which is what I'm looking to do hopefully this year. Uh, so that happened. Um, I so also, hang on. So, so he just opened up a venue and set up a backline and said, come and I'll shoot you for a certain amount an hour or something. No, it was, it was totally on the house. Wow. Um, you know, he said, if you want us to cut it, uh, you can do that. Um, but you know, for him, it's, it's, you know, they, they're, they're using it, um, for practice for their guys to shoot video it was a three camera setup with, um, with some roving cameras and some, um, just like a photographer. Yeah. So there's that. And then, um, yeah, pro multi-tracked audio of all of it as well. Cause the, uh, the venue could handle that. Wow. So for them, it's good, uh, publicity and it was a Monday night, which they weren't using for any other thing anyway. And, um, you know, we would definitely, you know, credit them, uh, for, shooting the video so 
Uh, it was kind of a win-win for them, but yeah, definitely a long day. But they used it for their own promo as well, so they can keep up with their stuff because each one of those guys you know, have their own solo projects, and it's easier for them to be able to book other people with all of that footage. So Sure, that's great. That's great. It wasn't entirely, um, you know, charitable. There's definitely there was definitely things for them to gain as well. But um, I mean, it, it was very very helpful for us. Yeah. So that was good. Um, then on Wednesday we did the thing, uh, and uh, my th- the main thing I want to talk about is kind of a part of that. So we'll skip over that. And then the other thing that happened is I got an email that was like. We just deposited $10 into your account from Threadless. And I was like, oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got an, a, a merch store. Yeah. Um, turns out a couple of weeks ago, we had gotten an email that said, hey, you have stickers now. You can make stickers. So I was like, cool. And I took a picture and I posted it on our social media and then got like a couple of sales out of it. Um, so after that came in, I took that money that I quote unquote made and then spent $50 on new merch from Threadless uh, to buy for myself um, and with the intent of actually of, of using it for future promo purposes, taking pictures of, um, you know, the T-shirts and the buttons and the stickers and all that stuff as a way to kind of uh, goad people into checking out the merch itself. And um, we've been kind of toying with the idea of switching up the tuxedo shirts because they're getting a little worn out and um, thinking about maybe doing the MTV shirts um, instead for a spell. So I got a, I got one of those for myself, uh, just to see what the end product looks like. So we'll see. Very cool. But yeah. Uh, and then I got a call last night, uh, from my buddy who is the music director at the church that I play at, uh, asking for somebody for this Sunday and seeing that he was playing bass. Uh, I knew that he was in trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I went ahead and signed up for that. So I got my marching orders with the tunes this morning slowly kind of working my way through them um i am thinking about playing the uh the roland for this gig uh just just to be wacky and zany yeah Yeah. um but uh i for those of you who listened to the episode last week i did play it and um it is beefy in a way that i just really was not expecting Hmm. it um it's real thick and there you know there's good good points and bad points from a rhythm standpoint it sounds incredible um but for leads it's a little muddy uh because of that uh duncan invader but i'm i i don't know you can clean that up every, in the helix every other day i'm like i love it i'm selling it yeah. i love it i'm selling it yeah um so we'll see how this sunday goes um i'll give it another go and um yeah we'll we'll just have to see but I'm uh, glad to hear that you are feeling better. Um, you know, yeah. we all kind of went through our apparently went through our little sickness journey this week. I think it's us. been everywhere. This it certainly has been intense here. People falling like flies. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, we'll wash your hands and such. Absolutely. And wear, wear those masks if you're going to be like you know one of those people. Sure. Might as well. May as well. It's not going to hurt you, other than you know your social standing and like you know people's opinion of you. Well, I think that, I think that Asian cultures have this right. It's just polite to, you know, yeah, you know, it's actually thought well of. So I, I think that seems, you know, scientifically sensible to me. Sure. I've got a, a friend who is a, a touring guy and, um, is a bit of a, an interesting looking person, uh, because he is a professional musician and he's just gotten into the habit of wearing those masks at airports. So people leave him alone. Smart. So, 
it is a that's another you know <laughs> another thing that you can use that for privacy so i think we're all caught up now i think very good all right well before we hop into it let's do this Shobay DJ makes it easy to take the look of your gigs to new levels that can set your band apart from all the others. Lighting is the key, even in small venues. Shobay DJ has the lighting tools to help your band create visual excitement and energy without taking your attention from your music. It's easier than ever with technology like Bluetooth-enabled products that can be triggered right from a phone or tablet with the free BT Air app. That means powerful lighting for bands is now literally at your fingertips. Chauvet DJ knows your gig gear should be powerful, affordable, lightweight, and ultra convenient. The new Gig Bar Move is all that and more. Gig Bar Move has moving head fixtures, wash light bars, strobes, and lasers all on one bar that sets up and tears down in minutes without taking up a lot of valuable transport space. Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that helps you create better audience experiences by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. And it's easier and more affordable than ever. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. You do gigs, light what you do with Chauvet DJ. Man. That was something. Yep. Always is. The freshest of, of content. So, do you want to go ahead and uh, hop in? Nope, I want you to. Okay, I can do that. So I want to talk about preparation. Preparations A through G. Actually, I think we've already done that joke. So we have. I we have. Yeah. We have. Um, so let's talk about the thing that we did on Wednesday. So we did uh, that corporate event. It was a Wednesday night for um, – uh, it was like a group of general managers of this restaurant uh, chain. And uh, kind of low – it was like a small room and you know small crowd – uh, got the rig all set up. I opted to play through my full size helix, uh, because I was the only guitar player and it gives me a little more to work with, you know, with buttons and such. And, uh, sound check goes great. Got my brand new in-ears. Everything is just dialed in. Sounds phenomenal. I'm very, very happy. So we go and eat, shoot our, um, our little episode in the green room, and then we go and do the show. Now, three songs into the first set, my helix dies. Ooh. Just like stops working uh, and then boots back up. Oh. And I'm like, okay, so maybe it just got tired. Yeah, let's and have that be a one-time thing. How about that? Sure. Um, approximately 45 seconds later, it did it again. Um. So I try to get through the next two songs, but the um, the the it, it cuts out multiple times. And I'm mildly panicking um in in its mercy it did stay on during the solo for just what i needed which is good because there's nothing else going on during that period right. but then it immediately cut out right after that so um it's exciting we, too when your gear starts to flake out on you in the middle of a show it's just it's suddenly you are on a tightrope aren't you yep you're well, alive what an, what an experience it really is it's amazing so yeah. You know, the the good news is is that, you know, it's been kind of a joke that if I bring the a HX stomp for my main rig, I always bring the Helix as a backup and that it's funny that a giant thing is backing up a small thing. Right. Um, but in this case, it was uh, quite fortuitous that I had that with me uh, because I literally just plopped it down, 
uh, swapped one plug for the other. I had to throw a um, a DI in line just because we already had an XLR thrown uh, on that side of the stage. But, you know, 45 seconds later, we are completely back in business and, you know, we're carrying on like nothing ever happened. And if we hadn't mentioned it, I don't think anybody would have noticed anyway because they were kind of in the middle of eating their dinners and whatever. So it wasn't even that big of a deal. Um, and I'm sitting there while I'm doing that and going, man, that is weird that that would happen. Um, you know, the Helix, my Helix lives in a road case and it only gets used when I'm gigging. It's not like one of those things where it's, it's out, you know, getting beer poured on it, you know, four nights a week. So, and it's never exhibited any flakiness before, right? No, not at all. I've never had issues with the, um, with the expression pedal or any of the common things that plague that particular model. Um, I take very good care of, uh, of it. And, um, upon reflection, I'm going, you know, that's kind of weird that it would just power off. I'm wondering what could have caused that. And, you know, in between songs, somebody was tuning or saying something. I, um, I just kind of plopped down because the board's still right in front of my mic. Uh, there was no sense in, in, you know, scrubbing it. Um, and I checked the IEC cable, and it was just not all the way in. The power cable. The power cable, yes. So um, yeah. in my experimentation, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and put this back in and just see if it does it again. So plugged the power cable back in and played the rest of that set with my HX Stomp, um, which sounded just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it never shut off again. So... Um, at the beginning of, I'm sorry, at the end of that set, I went ahead and told, uh, Ben, Hey, let's swap it back. And he's like, but I did all the gain staging. I was like, doesn't matter. I need a wah for the second set. Let's swap it back. So we did. And, um, never didn't have an, uh, an issue for the rest of the show. So, um, I love when it's simple. It, I mean, yeah. And it, it, like literally it's the thing that it needs the most. Um, so more than likely, you know, when the subs started, moving it started kind of jostling the stage a little bit and it just kept losing the connection uh once it was fully seated you know smooth sailing from there on out but i think the the lesson there is um you should always be prepared i think it's easy for us especially with these these modelers to think i mean these are way more reliable than two amps, and you know i don't normally bring two two amps, so i'll you know i think i'll just be fine with what i got you know if i had assumed that i it I probably would have been fine. I probably would have gotten down there and figured it out eventually, but it would have affected our show much longer and it would have required much more downtime for me to sit there and troubleshoot. Whereas having the backup gave me the presence of mind to kind of disassociate for a minute. And, you know, I'm sitting there playing one song, but thinking in my head, I wonder what could be causing this. Right. Um, But I think the peace of mind gave me the mental latitude to, to troubleshoot while I was performing. Sure. Without it affecting anything else. Sure. And you know, the other thing that's really important about troubleshooting when things go wrong is that you um, not get locked into um, a way of thinking or a plan that you stay sort of flexible and, and, and awake. Yep. Um, I'm listening to this podcast. I'll plug another podcast called um, Cautionary Tales. Have you heard of this? I have not. Please oh, go on. It's really great. It's, um, <coughs> it is stories of mistakes, disasters, and accidents. And okay. sort of the exploration of what there is to learn from them. And the one I'm listening to right now is about a shipwreck. Um, and it's the whole episode is about this phenomenon called uh, plan continuation bias. Okay. Also known as get there itis, where like um, 
no matter what um, uh, impediments start to arise to the plan, your um, the fact of the plan and the fact of being along the road of the plan locks you into the thinking of the plan and prevents you from stepping back and taking a look. And, um, you know, if you had decided the thing to do was just to manually reboot or just keep thrashing on the, you know, uh, you know, th- there are a lot of ways that you could have been in your head that would have, um, left you fighting a apparently failing machine all night. Right. Or completely just spiraling. Yeah. Um, in like a panic. Totally. Totally. But, but instead, you, I, I, yeah, I mean, you were prepared, but yep. then you also had the wherewithal to step back and say, well, all right, what's really going on here? Yeah. And, um, both of those things together are really, really important. I have certainly had, um, moments where I, you know, turn to the band and tell them to do something while I've been down and diagnose why signal just died on my 20 pedal board. Yeah. Um, that's not fun. It, it Yeah, it isn't. And, you know, that is the other kind of upside of these kinds of units is that, uh, you know, you're not chasing gremlins in, you know, patch cables and power supplies and that kind of thing. Yeah. There's um, only so many things is, that can go wrong and only some of them are used are serviceable. A lot of them, like, <laughs> if, it, if it fails in a really catastrophic way, no amount of fiddling with it is going to help with the gig. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. And there's something freeing to that, I suppose. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I, it really does kind of um, just go to show what um, how capable those units are because, I mean, the HX, like, I, I didn't really miss a beat. I just had le- less options. But that doesn't necessarily – that's not necessarily a bad thing because it just forces you to be more creative in, right. the, in the moment. Right. Um, and I was able to, you know, come up with some – cool tones my only the only thing that i kind of struggled with was navigation um because on my helix i can do the whole sh- whole show from one preset right uh, i've got enough pedals and snapshots in the mix that i can get all of my sounds whereas i had to switch amps on the hx and so like when we went to go do i melt with you i was like really struggling to find that ac30 that i knew was there um and i <laughs> it was so bad that i actually didn't make it until about the second verse before i actually found it yeah but once i did you know Back in business. Gorgeous. Not a big deal. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, what percentage of the crowd do you think noticed? Zero uh, percent because... Zero percent. Yeah, I mean, the other thing about this gig was that it was the... For those of you who don't do a lot of um, private work, you know, for corporate events, you're going to deal with typically two scenarios when it's a company bringing you in uh, for a conference of sorts. You're either playing the opening party or you're playing the closing party. Um, if you're playing the opening party, it's probably going to be a fun night because people are there. They just they're meeting new people. They're trying to get lubricated to you know kind of be social, and um, you know you typically get a more uh, coercive or um, uh, accommodating audience. If it's the last day, um, typically some people don't show up, mm-hmm. um, or they're kind of worn out because they've been in you know meetings for the past 12 hours and that's kind of what they what they were doing um no one was a couple people would come up and dance for a little bit or they kind of dance where they were Uh, a lot of people sitting and nodding but like they were enjoying it and i think the client was a bit self-conscious about it whereas we've done this before and it doesn't really bother us but she was like i'm so sorry you know normally we don't do it i was like look you know it's your party you know your people do whatever they feel like doing like that's you know, that's, yeah, it's your party. You don't have to show up for us. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we are here for you. And if this is how you guys enjoy it, then that's great. And, you know, you know, you get this, the people are like, oh, well, you'll travel. Will you come here? Will you come here? And like, yeah, of course. You hand a couple cards and, you know, it is what it is. Sure. So no one, yeah, no one was unhappy with the product. They just showed, they were just enjoying it in their own unique way. And that really is important. I think sometimes we get hung up on dancing as the measure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really not. It's kind of fun to kind of see how pe- different people enjoy it. And you kind of see who's locked in and who's not. And, you know, you can kind of use that as your gauge. Totally. And, you know, when even when the band's slamming, if no one's there, like, you know, when you know, when things are working. Yeah. Regardless of the of the reaction of the room. And we, we were having fun. Listen, this fraternity party we picked up last weekend. Um, <laughs> they have us on usually from nine to eleven. And at nine o'clock when we start, the room is empty, 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 dead empty. We play the first half hour to an empty room. Totally. And there are guys down the hall, whatever. There are people in the building. They hear us. They, we, they, they know we're there. Um, and then by nine 30, it starts to fill up. And by 10 30, it's completely bonkers. And, uh, by 11, a few stragglers are left listening to the stereo while we pack up. Um, but you know, <laughs> um, Justin came with us for the first time. He got, got over his thing about frat parties. Um, Cause I told him how much fun it was and he had a blast. Um, but like the three of us were like, yep, this is what it looks like. We're just going to get started. And just was like, really? Like there's to this, like so I had made a set list that started out with like all of our little vanity favorites. Cause nobody's listening. And then, you know, got into the crazy party stuff later. So, you know, every, every group is shaped differently. Every room is shaped differently. And sometimes if you've been there a few times, you learn that, you know, them, you can bend the party toward that. All good. Yep. A hundred percent. Cool. Well, good stuff. I hope that was a lesson for all of you. Always bring a spare. Always, always, always. Always bring a spare. I bring two guitars, um, always. And I don't think I, I've used my backup probably three times in the last year. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you, you always bring the things in hopes that you never use them. And, and, you know, for most cases, bringing them almost guarantees you that you won't. Right. But you never want to be in a situation where you don't have the option. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of where I was in that, you know, in that whole deal. And I had actually said that in the, um, in the uh, last week's episode is that, you know, I had my Steinberger, but it just sat behind the old Rubik's Cube and never saw the light of day, luckily. Um, and I was having too much fun playing that massive monstrosity. Right. <laughs> right. It is funny. One of your guitars is the tiniest thing ever, and the other is this massive thing with bolted-on wings and stuff. It's Yeah. And it, it, I, w- I was. I was really like – I was power stancing a lot on that thing. And nice. playing – Gigging on on a guitar strung with elevens is a bit of a an adjustment, but um, I think the excitement of how much I really liked how it sounded kind of helped out with the kind of adrenaline going through me that I was like, I'll just lay into this thing, and uh, lay into it I did. Very good, but um, yeah, it was great. Cool, cool, cool. All right, your turn. My turn. All right. So, um, uh, Sunday morning. Um, Saturday, I kind of promised myself that I would wake up. Well, um, I texted Taylor, <laughs> I'm not sick. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I mean, I'm not sick. What part of this is complicated for you? 
Um, cause I, I get a little surly. Yeah. That sounds like it went well. I get a little surly when I'm under the weather. I get a little, um, uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, and so then I woke up Sunday morning and I had a fever of 102 and, um, you're done. It took me until about 10 to admit that I was done. Um, but I was done. And so I let Taylor know we were going to need to cancel. And I let the manager at uh, pig pounder know I was going to need to cancel. And I texted her and then didn't hear anything from her for half an hour. And I was like, I just got to. So I called her and she answered and she was on vacation. She was in Tennessee. And I said, look, just don't, I, I got this. It won't be us, but I'll, I'll figure something out. And so I got on Facebook and I went to, there's a, a local, guy who mostly does solo acoustic, but sometimes, sometimes in other groups, um, James Vincent Carroll is his name, JVC. And he's been playing, he's been a full timer in this market for 15 years. Um, so he's like really well connected and knows the deal and is a super great guy too. And in this year he started a Facebook group called JVC's music family. And, um, um, you know, he invited a lot of people. I don't know how selective he was, but a, a lot of people are on it. Um, from the area here. And my first thing was to reach out to him and see if he could take it, but he couldn't. Uh, and I reached out to a couple other people in particular who I thought would be good fits and they couldn't. And so I posted on that Facebook group and said, um, you know, I've been struck down by the plague. I'm looking for somebody to cover for me two to five this afternoon, which is at this point three hours away. Um, and immediately a guy responded and I checked out his stuff. It was, um, um, you should check him out. It's a, uh, I believe they're a husband and wife duo. They have the same last okay. name anyway, maybe brother and sister. I don't know. I believe they're husband and wife, um, called the Brown mountain lightning bugs. And they're really fun. They're really fun. Very eclectic, very arty. Um, and they were available. And so I had them come and I, <laughs> I Venmoed them the money that pig pounder had already paid me for the gig. And, um, which was what the manager wanted me to do. And, um, and then I let the manager know that I had didn't done that. It was handled. And she replied like, Oh, great. So cool. Thanks, Dan. And then I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> and when I woke up, I reflected on what I had accomplished there, which is that I had handled an emergency, a crisis, um, on behalf of my venue my partner at that venue who I already have yeah. a really great relationship with, but I handled it in a way that didn't cause them any extra labor. Like they didn't have to lift a finger to accommodate me and my health issue. Right. Um, and I made a great connection with this group and it happened publicly in this fa Facebook forum of local people that, um, sort of about mutually supporting and causing and, you know, generating each other's success. And, um, and it was all just really, really, really great. At the end of the day, like I, it was a win in my relationship with the venue, even though I already have a great relationship with the venue and it was a win in the community, I think. And, um, and I was just sort of left thinking about, you know, um, uh, wh where I am now in my relationship with my local market compared to where I was, I don't know, three years ago where I was just trying to get a project on its feet and I was, I was, um, a side guy in somebody else's band and that somebody else was not, um, he's a, he's a good guy, but his approach is not very, um, um, 
I don't think I'm going to finish that sentence. The 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 point is that you, you know, just weren't pl- you weren't plugged in. We weren't plugged in. We weren't plugged in. And he yeah, and that was kind of how that band was. And and it wasn't um, it was uh, you know we just we just weren't yeah we weren't dialed into what's going on in the market. We weren't dialed into community. And it was um, it's just really different now. The power of networking and the power of standing up into your own prominence in a network is a really um, amazing thing, and it gives you opportunities that you would not have otherwise had. Um, I have said here a few times that the way that you do networking well is you go into it looking to see who you know that you can provide new contacts to, who can you connect, you know, what two people are, do you know who are up to something that's complimentary and you can stick them together and introduce them and have them, you know, get up under each other. Um, give me the opportunity for that anyway, you know, do that enough times. And then pretty soon you're the person in your market who does that, who people then are looking to partner with and be a contributor to her and be, a, be on the team of, and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just really a powerful thing. Um, just really left with the power of networking is just, just an amazing, um, amazing deal. Yeah. I mean, you, it, we are not, um, we're not islands unto ourselves. We we kind of do need to rely on you know the community as a as a whole. Yep. And um, you know if you are well connected, it it is much easier to to deal with those kinds of things. And the last thing that we want is you know as musicians is to call out you know because we're we're sick or whatever. But the fact of the matter is is that you looked at the situation like I can't I can't provide what um what I agreed to uh. And I'm not, you know, so insecure that I can't let somebody else do that. I think that's another issue, right? Um, is that people don't want to necessarily, quote unquote, give up their spot. Whereas you're not really doing that. You're just, you know, you're covering your, you're covering the ground that you were supposed to to fill. So yeah, uh, and you know, I would, in so many other, you know, in business in general, you know, talking about leadership and that kind of thing. One of the one of the big, um things that, you know, the companies that I worked for always kind of espouse to is you need to be able to replace yourself. Sure. Because um, that's what leaders do. You know, people who are afraid of like losing their place or whatever, you know, they hoard um, their power and resources. And then, you know, once it becomes a, a situation where you can't sustain it, no one's there to, you know, pick up the slack and it's all on you. Uh, and everything fails, you know, under, <laughs> under your weight. So, um, being able to do that is, is incredibly important. Um, you know, kind of dovetailing, uh, what you were speaking in about into what we've got going on is, um, I'm meeting with, um, a female sub for Amber this coming weekend, um, because we have a show on, in March, well, that, uh, she can't make. So, um, we're, prepping this person in order to kind of fill that gap because right now she's in like a crazy season at work. Um, you know, we are shooting, we're shooting, we're recording this at around eight 45 on Wednesday. She'll be at the office for the next 24 hours. Wow. Um, doing like these overnight conversions for this, what this project that she's a part of. So, um, you know, she's completely spread too thin and we're just super stressed out. So I was like, let's bring, you know, another person into the fold. And now there's a sub for me and a sub for her. And, um, that gives us a lot more latitude to deal with, you know, family stuff and, you know, businessy things. And, you know, in this case, she has a social thing. That's a fundraiser that she really wanted to go to. 
Um, it's actually there's a there's a great cover band from Chicago that's going to be there. Cool. Uh, I had every intention of hanging out and possibly doing an interview, but we ended up getting booked, so I'm not doing that. Uh, We're go. playing a show instead. But yeah, always be um, c- trying to make connections with people um, in your local scene. It will benefit you uh, down the road always. Yeah, especially the more generous a spirit you can bring to that. Abundance mindset. <laughs> I've been real snippy on the socials this week about, you know, people not, you know, not believing in themselves and thinking that, um, you know, things, if, if, if you don't get something, then, you know, it's, it's gone. But, uh, don't, don't think that way. Don't think bigger, bigger picture, bigger paychecks. Yeah. Bigger bridges. All the things. Anywho. Well, I think. That was a great episode. Me too. It's, it's lovely to be back in the same um, virtual room as it you. It is. It is. I wonder I wonder if our listeners will revolt at the thought of having only one thing to download from us this week. Yeah. It's been, we uh, had, we've had a bit of a, you know, an uptick in content being dropped. Two weeks of twofers, you know. Yep. Why, that's good. a fourfer. Oh, wow. Well, we're back to the old boring once a week thing. The one for. But plenty of podcasts don't even give you one a week. But we do. We are always out here cranking out the hot, steaming content for you guys. <laughs> Pouring out the bits. Oh, so much. It's so steamy. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the Facebook group is just running wild, having a bunch of fun conversations. Um, of course, the the Mike Schulte back channel uh, is alive and well. <laughs> they uh, they just did basically a sold out show at a massive theater in. Yeah. Um, was that Sioux Falls? Uh, uh, no, that's not right. No. That's South Dakota. Yes. I can't think of what it is. Cedar I think Rapids. it's got the word Cedar Rapids. Yeah. I was like, there's something, there's some sort of water like part. like a tree and it goes quickly. I don't, yeah. something. Um, pictures look insane. Um, you know, congratulations to those guys. Uh, if you aren't keeping tabs on them, you definitely should be. Absolutely. And, um, Lots of fun stuff. It's really fun to see like what you guys um, are accomplishing in your own markets. Um, we are always, you know, just super proud and humbled by uh, you guys letting us kind of be a part of it in whatever small way we may have assisted you. Uh, we are grateful that you gave us the opportunity to do so. Totally. For sure. Uh, so that's it, I think. Yeah. You know, we're not really officially counting the the things that we're cranking out. Um, this is a f- officially the 90th episode of this podcast. That's not, a, you know, we're not including, you know, the, the twofers necessarily on all of those, but there were a couple of bonus odes in there that didn't get really counted in that, but, but, uh, you know, we're, we're as uh, 100 is a big number and we're about to cross it. We need to think of something to do for that though. We should probably play the crappy intro um that we did on the first episode. <laughs> the old original intro wow now you're gonna cut that in i am that's gonna be our closer tonight yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for uh for tuning in and um share this with your bandmates uh share it with other people that could replace you at gigs um and don't be afraid to hit us up on social media uh, either on Instagram, in the Facebook group, or at our website, 
www.coverbandconfidential.com. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 9-0. Have a great week. Now you're going to cut that in. I am.